0: Hey, welcome in. Welcome in. You know what time it is, baby. Welcome in to the closing bell with Craig. And man, really and truly, the markets have bounced back a lot today. So we're going to take a deep dive into the markets. We're going to check things out and see what's actually really going on today in the market. A big swing on a day already at the gate. Let's check out what's going on with the indices that you'll see. that we got the Dow Jones, Actually up almost 2% today, bounced back about 677 points right now. Then we see that the S&P 500 is up 1.16 right now. It was actually up higher than that. It's about 1.39, 1.4 on the day. And it's dealing with that area of about uh, four uh, 460. On the SPY at this point in time. SPY is actually a, a big area of uh, concern right now with the resistance level of about 460. We'll check out the charts here in a second as well. But the S&P that you see is up 51 points on the day. A nice rebound for the market there. The NASDAQ started out kind of soft today, uh, actually around about, down by half a percent, even though in the pre-market it was down almost a full percent. So to see the rebound that we've seen through the NASDAQ today, it's actually astounding. And we'll check headlines out today. There's earnings today as well, but not really earnings that we care to talk about today. We got earnings that's coming up later in the week that we need to check out. And I actually have done some charting on some of those as well. So maybe we get time for me to actually go through some of those as well. But really and truly, the bigger headline is that the Dow rising and S&P running up on these levels that we see today. Uh, We'll go over and we'll check in with uh, actually um, the CNBC here in a second to see what they take is on the closing bell in a second here, I'm actually got my eyes on it right now, um, and I'll post up on anything that I see worthwhile to bring up, okay? So let's look at what's going on over here on Weeble. Let's look at some of the watch lists, see what we actually have going on out here today, see what's really moving in the markets and what's really down today. So we got sequential up 60% today. Wish uh, Context Logic is up 10.5% on the day. We're seeing Rivian up 9.68% actually getting that price upgrade to 130 so seeing this run is not surprising we'll see if it can hold that level uh actually let's just look in on rivian at this point in time let's look at the chart and we'll see that we know we really don't have a lot of data on it yet but i think this thing still has potential to move back down to the downside to about 90. so i think what we got right now is our first actual uh line of support that we can actually look at here and we got our first couple lines that we can actually check out so let's go ahead and start making some support lines. For this earlier momentum that we see in this play. Once my shortcut start working, there we go. And then we'll see here we got another line of support. And basically we have the top as well, right? So we'll leave that as, as what we got in right now. And we'll go ahead and chart that out. So we actually got that for actually rebound purposes to actually check out. So okay, so that's Rivian. And actually, kind of got this downtrend that it's actually in right now. So we want to see if we can actually break this downtrend as well, too and we can check that out here so we got a slope of about 43 percent right down slopes by negative 24. so yeah we'll we'll pay attention here and see if we can actually break trend and actually move over into another rise away. basically this top right here would be the next area of resistance that we'll be looking forward to seeing if it actually can break through so we'll leave that there as well so we got some all uh, some charting that's going on now with rivian so we'll keep our eyes on it i really believe that it's going back to the downside um we've seen that selling pressure was coming in on tesla by the fact let's look and see what happened with tesla earlier today um still down about one percent actually came close to actually breaking even earlier but like i said we're in this area of 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 concern right here with this resistance area that we want to see if actually tesla can hold and bounce to the upside so we'll see it before it breaks down to my trend line so that's actually um a good uh play at this point in time too so we'll see keep our eyes on it and see what we actually got here so that's something to pay attention to. So let's move this down here. Give me some more room so I can look at the RSI and see in the correlation with this. Look on a daily. You'll see that uptrend actually happened here, breakaway. But now we're looking to see where it can actually go from there. So let's head over and listen us to CNBC for a second and actually see what they're talking about over there.
1: Got that. And then finally to Mike's point, there's a lot of squaring of positions, speculative positions that also happen over the last week. Take a look at tech shares, take a look look at crypto, and just hedge funds generally have sold equities and they've sold technologies. And I think that's what needed to happen for a much more constructive backdrop here.
2: Uh travel stocks uh taking off today, Seema Modi's got the details of that sector for us. Hi, Seema.
1: Well, Anthony
3: Fauci comments over the weekend, seen as encouraging. That's providing a nice lift for travel stocks. And then there's Expedia CEO Peter Kern just in the last hour at a conference saying he thinks over time consumers will become desensitized to headlines surrounding COVID on travel. On travel Now, on the restrictions unveiled in last week arising from Omicron, Kern said adding obstacles to travel like additional testing does lead to lower demand. Now, competition is also on the horizon. One of the biggest names in travel, Vacasa, set to go public a $4.5 billion spec tomorrow. It will compete with Expedia's Verbo and Airbnb. Meantime, some big moves in the cruise lines. Among the most reactive sectors to Omicron news sold off on Friday, rebounding today. Carnival, the best performer in the S&P, despite news of 17 COVID cases on a Norwegian ship that disembarked yesterday in Louisiana. A Norwegian up 9%, Carnival up around 8% percent.
1: Sarah and Wolf.
2: Seema, thanks so much for that one. Uh, Anastasia, good entry point for the broader travel sector.
1: I do like it. Well, I think, as I mentioned, airlines, leisure and hospitality, hotels, all of that came under very severe pressure. But if you look last week, but if you look at the basket today, it's probably up about 5 percent. We do have several catalysts that will should still be intact into 2022. We should have the more full resumption of international travel, which is still down 50 percent from pre covid levels. And we should also have a resumption of business travel, which is down about the same. So I don't think Omicron is going to deter it. So I do like buying back into some of those stocks.
4: Wait, what's the cheapest, hotels, airlines, or casinos?
1: I mean, sir, they're all down significantly. And uh, I probably it's, it's not a matter of valuation at this point. It's just a matter of, you know, the upside catalyst here. And uh, I think the airline story might be pretty straightforward uh, as the travel resumes. And I also like hotels, because if you look at revenue per available room, for example, it's still down significantly internationally. So you have that identifiable catalyst there. They're all working today. A trio of electric vehicle makers are
4: making moves today. Phil Lebeau with the details, Phil.
5: Sarah, let's start with Lucid. Lucid saying this morning that it has received a subpoena from the SEC, and that was enough to knock the stock down. At one point, it was down about 14% today, now down just under 10%. Lucid says that the SEC probe appears to be focused on the company's combination with the blank check company, Churchill Capital, earlier this year. Remember, Lucid was part of the highly anticipated SPAC deal. The other uh, SEC-related story when it comes to electric vehicles comes to us from Reuters, which is reporting that Tesla is the subject of an SEC investigation. This investigation appears to be focused, at least according to Reuters, focused on Tesla's solar panel business and how the company was reporting potential fires with solar panels. And finally, there is Rivian. 10 firms on Wall Street out with initiating coverage reports today on Rivian. They're all generally positive. The most bearish maybe Goldman Sachs starts the company at neutral with a $94 price target. Perhaps the most optimistic is Morgan Stanley. Adam Jonas calling Rivian the one that could challenge Tesla. Has a price target starting Rivian at $147. That helped Rivian move higher today. Guys, back to you.
4: Yeah, been, been a big part of that thesis. Phil, thank you. Phil Abo. I think we have to start with Tesla officially entering their market, although it is only now nineteen percent off its highs and still up nicely for the year, but a lot of people are paying attention to that because it is a big market cap weighted stock at this point and you know, Elon Musk put out that poll asking if he should sell shares and the stock has not really been up since. No, um,
6: and of course you can spin that any way you'd like, which is that, you know, the the CEO and largest shareholder has been leaning aggressively against the stock for weeks and it's still holding this $1,000 mark, even though it did dip below it earlier today. What's interesting too is, uh, you know, Rivian keeps trading in a vague way in its short history at 10% of Tesla's market cap. It's at 100 billion right now, Tesla's at a trillion. Um, Don't know if that makes any sense at all, but it it does feel as if the street having essentially not given credit for how the public would just give Tesla so much, you know, leash and essentially just capitalize this company uh, to to a degree you didn't think they would. They want to make sure they're out in front of of Rivian. We'll see if that turns out to be true because 100 billion you know out of the gate
2: is, is pretty aggressive just to quickly revisit Tesla 100 and NVIDIA 300 we talked about yeah. that last week they were both below during the session but again they're trying levels being defended they're trying it
6: seems like it matters to, to some crowd out there uh, whether that's just where all the options are clustered or something like that but um, you know yeah NVIDIA had a very weak morning and then it's tried to find mm-hmm. its
2: way back uh, we will keep an eye on those as we approach the close uh, five minutes left energy uh the outperforming
0: sec okay. So that's interesting. Let's talk about that. Uh well, they actually uh we're about what five minutes away from the closing bell. So let's talk about this thing with Tesla, um Rivian and actually uh Lucid. So honestly, uh let's start with basically the whole thing with Tesla. Like I was uh basically in my Discord last night, I had um uh, basically you know open chat with Discord members. Uh, who actually showed up for the event where we actually talked about a lot of stocks and we actually talked about when I closed with, I closed with uh, talking about Tesla, okay? Um, one of the things that I said about Tesla was is that it actually is looking like it had a head and shoulder that formed on the one hour uh, that I saw a couple of days ago with signaling a, a, a bearish market. I actually I think I actually put this in the chat as well over in Discord. This is why it's it's important to follow me over there Uh, too, because I actually always doing my technical analysis. And sometimes my technical analysis leads to moves that you can make in the market, regardless if I make it or not. But it's things that I see uh, sometimes. And I put those hints out there and those indicators out there for you. So let's actually look at my technical analysis on Tesla uh, that I actually had over there. And I'm breaking this down with uh, what it comes down to actually what I see with um, Tesla right now. And then what we actually can look at this as Basically, how you could you guys benefit from this in the market? So let's go over to the chart here and let's check out Tesla at this point in time. Uh, but my main to signal was that I thought Tesla was coming down to 900 levels, right? Uh, I saw that as a thing that was happening. And I actually was basically saying you may want to watch these levels because if you don't watch these levels, you're going to miss an opportunity. So my buy zone down here is below 919. Now, Tesla today came down. During pre-market, about to 9.89, somewhere in between today. The range on Tesla today was 9.50. So it came down to 9.50 today. But you see um, here, if we go back over to this cluster here on the one hour, you'll see basically this is a head and shoulder pattern right here. That actually started to form. And then when it formed, it actually downtrended, right? So that was a bearish indicator to me that actually took place here. And it may not be over over yet. The pain just may have just been started on Tesla at this point in time. Like if you actually look at this on the downtrend currently on the daily, what you'll see is that this is now starting to trend and track towards that that resistance level that they hit at 1201. And now it's starting to to consolidate down. Right. So um, my main thing would be look at the one hour at this point in time. Okay, and you will see on the one hour. I'm turning indicators off real quick. Uh, You'll see that we got this resistance area here at about actually uh, 1062. And we got to break this trend level that's sitting here at this point in time. So this is a, a micro trend to actually follow as we go forward like it has three points right now so it it broke here but we want to see if it can if it gets rejected at 1062 when it makes its next run if it can break through that level we may retest higher highs okay so we are about actually two minutes away from the closing bell so let's uh, head back over let's check that out and then i'll get into lucid and Rivian. and my thoughts behind all three together
6: has been all day. So the underneath uh, looks pretty good here. I mentioned the credit situation where we wanted to make sure that uh, corporate credit uh, risk appetites were being maintained here. And you see the high yield ETF, the HYG, now catching up over a five day basis. It's a short term uh, against treasuries here. That's a net positive. You, you don't want to see that to get too sloppy because that would have a uh, an issue for equity valuations. As we know, the volatility index down over three points on The day was reluctant to start coming down, it's still very elevated, but it's a positive that it's coming down off that 30 level. I mentioned on Friday too the way that the VIX futures were sort of inverted, yeah, the near term prices above the distant ones. That's a bottom signal when it uninverts again, and it did that this morning. That's one of the reasons I think we did get a push to new highs. It shows you people were not, you know, paying up hand over fist to hedge anymore, sir. Got
4: as high as 35 on the VIX last VIXed week, it, yeah. yeah, a lot of fear out there. As we head into the close, take a look at the overall market. We were as high as 7.76 on the Dow, off those session highs, but still up nicely, 632 points or so. Most Dow stocks are higher. You've got an exception for Nike, Verizon, and Merck. Everyone else is up. United Healthcare adding the most to the Dow. S&P 500 also seeing some nice broad gains of 1.2% right now. Every sector is positive as we speak, but you are seeing some of the cyclical groups leading the charge today. That's why the NASDAQ is lagging. It's still up into the close here. Almost a full percent, but not everybody in the NASDAQ is doing well. You've got pressure on names like Nvidia,
1: Tesla, AMD, Lululemon. Small caps also want to mention, coming back strong today at 2% after they were technically in
4: correction, down 10% off the recent high. Dow going out with a gain of about 642 points. Oh.
2: Welcome to the closing bell. Everyone. I'm Wilfred Frost, along with Sarah Eisen and Mike Santoli, CBC senior markets commentator. Coming up, a portfolio manager who was buying stocks amid the COVID sell-off last year. He gives us his top three picks for 2022. Anastasia Amoroso oh. from iCapital Network is still with us. Uh, Mike, uh, to you first of all. I mean, a strong rebound, a broad rebound, and although we're fractionally off the highs of the day, ultimately held most of the bounce, which we failed to do multiple times last week.
0: We did hold it. Um, I think it's net positive in okay, terms of the bulls so looking for evidence. For that, and let's actually talk about what's going on in the market today. So we actually got the S&P actually up, finishing today at 1.18. The NASDAQ finishing at 0.93%. And we got the Dow Jones finishing with a big move today up 1.87% on the day so let's head on over let's check out some of the charts let's see what's going on with some of the watch list let's see what's really moving in the after hours if there's any laggers or anything significant to watch we'll check it out here so let's head over to weevil let's check that out so we got uh CRISPR therapeutics actually up a half a percent in the after hours uh ribbian after that 11 move on the day actually up about a half percent as well in the after hours we got actually plug power up a half a percent, Upstar up a half a percent, Chipotle half a percent, Neo actually coming up about 0.4% right now. A lot of conversation about Neo, a lot of conversation about all the EVs. We, we may need to have a full lecture on actually talking about everything that's going on EV related and how to invest in that. I think that's something that's actually becoming more important um, than, than we actually believe right now. Like, I know we're talking about Tesla. I know we always talk about Tesla, but this whole EV movement, infrastructure, the infrastructure bill itself. These are things that we need to actually break down and have like a full scale discussion on. So I'm going to have to probably actually do a little bit more deep dive on that on that research and actually bring that to you, because I think that's going to be a movement that you want to be making sure that you understand and plugged into. So McDonald's is up actually at this point in time. We seen Novavax actually get beat down today, but now starting to make a run back up by 0.3. It's kind of flat on the day. Uh, we got no, we got only Upwork is up one percent right now after being up one percent in the after hours. Uh, Akujin trying to make a move as well. Let's see what's actually what's lagging right now. So laggers are Paysafe, Invite, Camber Energy, the Trade Desk, Roku. After having a nice run, Camber Energy had a nice run of eight percent today. After now it's in the after hours a little bit down. Uh, Beyond Meat is actually um, up by almost 5% during the day and now down half a percent as well. You got Maritime Digital uh, coming down after it had a nice run up to 1.25. Uh, UPS is actually down 04 at the run up as well. Then you had uber up seven percent as the travel sector started to rebound and you see it's actually up by 0.34 so let's look at the travel sector uh stocks that i have here so you see all of them was up today you see southwest two percent american airlines seven percent norwegian cruise lines nine percent uh royal caribbean eight percent delta six percent jet blue four percent spear airlines five percent as well so all of these movements in the travel sector is um really interesting right Uh, One of the things I think about when it comes down to actually thinking about when it comes to uh, the travel sector is this kind of leads into that factor of a lot of dismissal about the Omicron variant. Right. Um, The thing that you want to think about here is that I think people understand that the variant is going to strike in certain states and it's going to be here, but it's not as prevalent as people would want to make it out to be true enough. Moderna. Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson, they probably don't have a vaccination that actually can keep you from actually being overexposed to it. But like I heard heard in passing, but then when I think about this from a, a logical standpoint, every vaccination is not supposed to cure all everything, right? It's supposed to make your body be immune to some of the um some of the the, the spike proteins in certain uh certain um uh, variants of nature or whatever or uh, uh, some of uh, uh, the that, uh, that symptoms, right? But those symptoms, if you try to enc- encompass everything, you're never going to have a vaccination that can expand and make it hurt immunity. What you're doing is you're completely trying to isolate one thing that can mutate on you. And then that leaves you way more vulnerable over time. So with the way that I think we are attacking the, 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 the COVID as a whole, and then kind of have that, that booster for the Delta I don't think that you what you'll see is that it may become a booster for the omicron um, uh, variant but it's really and truly overall everyone won't need that booster as well just as everybody don't need the booster for the delta variant even though they're trying to say that you know it's better to go ahead and get the uh, booster than not have it okay so uh one of the things um that I think about too mm-hmm. when it comes to what the travel sector is showing the travel sector is showing that there are actually more robust that they're actually um, that they actually believe that they can still push forward, and that is a signal that the that Wall Street believes the same thing. Um, the one thing that we don't need to see is that leisure and travel actually starts to shut down again, and this is affects them because if you see leisure and travel gets affected in a way where it goes to being shut down, you can immediately believe that then you're going to start seeing restaurants, uh, fast food things of that nature start to close as well. And then that kind of leads to like cities and states shutting down and that's the place that we don't want to be so i think it's uh good that we actually seeing that uh, actually um the economy starting to rebound a little bit especially in those sectors okay so what i want to do now before we actually break down uh tesla uh talk about tesla lucid and rivian what i want to do is we're going to break down the vix and then we're going to break down spy so if you have questions Go ahead, load them up in the chat. Load them up for your boy if you want me to talk anything technical that you actually want to look at with, from a technical analysis standpoint. Get those, uh, get those questions, get those comments in now, and then definitely make sure if you're just not joining us to hit like on this video so we can start broadcasting this out to more people. Definitely share with more people if you want, and definitely, definitely, definitely hit that like button on this so we can move this momentum forward, baby. So let's go ahead and do that. First, I'm going to break down the VIX, and then we're going to break down actually the spot as well. And I keep my eyes on the news to see if there's anything worth talking about that may come up in passing. Okay. Um, I'm kind of interested in hearing the top three picks of 2022 uh, from the analysts that they're going to interview here in a little bit. So I'll pay attention to that as well. And then see, we can actually get that up on the marquee as well for us to talk about. So we'll see about that as well. So I'm loading up right now for, um, actually for this, give me one second. I want to make sure I fix this to where it don't do what I'm what I, what I, trying to get it not to do. Okay, so let's do this. All right, so we're going over here to look at the VIX right now. Okay, so what I like about the VIX, okay, is that I tell you each and every time this dotted line down here, this is where the gap is on the VIX. I wanna see it come back down to this level, okay? If we get the VIX back down to this level, I am really a bull on the spot. Now, like I keep saying each and every video and each and every time I get a chance to, you can never look at the VIX as a one-to-one opportunity with um, regard to if there's something happened with the VIX, that it actually is going to affect the SPY. But what I want you to think about, though, is if we keep on seeing this, this period of time where volatility is, re- is leaving the market, it gives opportunity for the SPY to expand and continue its run. So to me, it's important to get back down here to the support level, at least, Right here at the bottom of the support at 2242. But what I really wanna see is SPY come, I mean, VIX come back down to that normal level that I like to see between 15 and 18 points on the scale, okay? We'll get back down to that 15 to 18 range. That lets me know that volatility has really subsided in the market. And this is giving room for tech to run. And then this is also giving room for all the big, uh, small caps to actually run to the value plays. So to me, this is important, okay? So uh, let's listen in real quick uh, to uh, this interview on CNBC, and I'll keep on going here in a second.
6: Difficult for people, Wilf, which it was for much of the last few weeks, because it seems that that was a level a lot of people had trouble sort of committing one way or the other. So actually our clients weren't as heavy volume-wise as they had been in the past.
2: JJ, thanks so much. Uh, Good to see you as always. Thanks
6: for having me, guys. Have a great day.
2: Anastasia, before we let you go, I wanted to zone in on uh, your best trade idea for today. What, What have you gone for?
1: Software. Well, we often talk about software being where the growth is, but you don't often get that growth on sale. And what you have today is software on sale. Whether you look at the price performance, the software ETF IGV is down about 15% from its 52-week high. But I also like to look at it in terms of EV to sales the multiple compression. And you've seen that come down about a 21%, 23%, which is more than the average co- that we've seen during the software pullback. So I do like the fact that software seems to have priced in about a hundred basis points of rate increases. And that's what consensus is saying. So I think a lot of the higher rate risk has been taken out of the software sector. And then from the technical standpoint, this is one of the sectors that screens as one of the more oversold sectors that again, hedge funds have been selling. So the positioning there is a lot cleaner. And the last thing I'll say is the catalyst is there. This year, software spending, enterprise software spending is on pace to grow at 13%. This year, next year, it's still going to be growing at 11%, while the overall global IT spend is likely to slow down to 5%. So I think it's an area of strength, it's growth, and you get it on sale now.
4: S- second, second person on the show to make that call. Anastasia, thank you. Anastasia Amoroso. Sir Mel, I you being also like the cloud.
0: Okay, so let's keep it moving. Um, what I want to do now is talk to you about the SPY. Uh, let's check that out as well as head over there and do that real quick. Check out where we actually ended up on the day and then talk about where I actually see spy going uh, as we keep this thing moving and keep tracking of what's actually really going on with it. Okay. So I'm gonna leave extended. I'm, I'm trying to stand the hours back on here in a second, but right now what I want to do is actually look at it from a regular sector day. Okay. So let's go over to the daily. All right. So now remember uh, what, well, what I have done now is, updated my technicals on this play, right? So what I did was that line that we projected um, that we projected would happen um, here as the same price action and move. We took this line here and I actually copied it over here and I made it a dotted because I wanted to show that this is the um, my trajectory on that move, okay? So what I want to do is actually talk about this from that level of concern, right? So the level that we want to see is that we get above this pink line we get back to this pink line, this is a bigger trend than being on the green line here, right? This green line is the overall macro trend for those who are just now tuning in for the first time on SPY. And this is effectively where we will miss the SPY calls to 500 if we stay on this path, okay? But we want to get to at least above the pink line. The pink line is where we're actually looking to see trajectory change and actually go back where we get on that path of actually moving towards 500 by January 21st for the option play that we have in play, okay? This line out here, actually to, this is actually 11 January right here. 11 January puts us at about 485, right in that window of time where we actually wanna be at, where we can actually start pulling profit as we start trying to cross that finish line for the $500 cost, okay? So I have not yet averaged down yet, and I know people are waiting Waiting to see when your boy is going to average down, and I am. I'm going to average down when we get to that level of where I feel comfortable that we're ready to make that break. And I just, basically it's going to be almost an average up on my end because I want to see fully the whole bigger picture of when spies actually starting to trajectory the way I want it to. We won't make it to this white line here, right? The white line is the top of the channel, and we haven't broken the top of the channel since back here in. Um, july so i'm not really worried about following the white line just yet because we have not yet made it to that level to worry about it as as a reason of concern so what we're looking for is that we got today a full finish right above the micro downside right and you go over to like the one hour chart here you'll see um what we got here is that that resistance area is what we're looking at right here. So this is where that downtrend started here by 470 range, right? We Every time we come up here about 473, we get rejected. So we got rejected two times, and now that has beaten us down to where we actually come down on this trend. What we want to see is now that we're going to start trying to make a move ahead of this blue trend line and ready to get into this wedge with the pink trend line on the one hour, okay? So if we keep this, we don't want to see consolidation here. So if I turn on the Hakanashis, you'll see consolidation in this area. We don't want to consolidate here. We want to actually get from the bottom of this channel. And now this is maybe a, now what I would look for is further confirmation if anyone wanted to take a play right now on this move. What I would look for is basically to see how we start to actually trend up. If we start trending up off off this support line here and we start moving up, I would be willing to look at in the short term taking the 458 to 464 move, right? Because that's a $6 move. You can make good money there and then that can roll you out to January if you actually wanted to actually pick up more uh, option contracts for January. So make sure you do your own research, understand how the market is moving and understand the play that is there. But I think if you see that this is actually starting to trend ahead of about what is this, 460, we break 460 and we start heading towards 460, uh, 125, a 50 cent move there from the difference. I can look at 464 as being a nice area of room to actually run to the next support line right to the next resistance area up here so somewhere in there is the nice bounce you've seen this confirmation of a bounce many times over here right so if we can actually start seeing that trend up to that area you can look at 464 as being the next range that you actually want to run an option out to now what i'm looking at though right overall we're looking at the moves okay we want to see how this move is actually anticipated to actually play out. Now, we have support here that's actually starting to show its head here, right, which is good. But what I want to see is that move, like I said, start going this direction. What I want to get to is hopefully seeing a move where we actually move at about 469 by 15 December, 17 December. And then we start to trend back towards this white line here. That's our area of support on the next trend that we want to see actually start to formate. Uh, formulate or at least gap up away from it what i mean by gapping up is like this area right here right this is the micro trend right on the macro trend line and then inside of this we have a we had a mini level exposure of a gap up that gap up we want to see another move like this as well i would prefer a move like this but if i understand anything happening with the market i want to see it come back to this new trend line that i'm projecting to actually take place okay so um That's where I'm at with SPY. Where where I started averaging in at on SPY again is actually a break above this line here. So somewhere in between, we're at 460, right? 460.80 and somewhere between 470.28. Somewhere in there is where you'll start to see me actually um, average down on the position or average up in either case, however you want to look at it. But to understand when I made those moves, you're definitely going to have to be locked in with my Discord, first link down below where you can actually see those moves are being made each and every time I make one. So it's not something that you have to follow. It's just me giving my guidance on what I think about in the market and actually things that I'm looking forward to and the way that I handle business over there. So that's where I'm at with SPY. Now we wanted to get back over to, um, I see questions, I see, like I say, load up your tickers now uh, for actually when I'm actually ready to go back into a deep dive on technicals because what I want to do is that we're going to take a look at technicals on tesla rivian lucid and maybe even neo here right but go ahead and get your tickers in that you want to look at uh now or you got questions on because I, when i'm done with that i want to transition right into those technicals move through those technicals answer your questions about those technicals that you may have and then we can actually do a nice streamlined approach to this live stream so i don't want to actually have to wait for you if you got them good if you don't cool but I just want to give you the opportunity to knock that out. And definitely, if you're just not joining us, definitely hit that like button so we can broadcast this out to more people, especially if you're finding value in the closing bell with Craig. This has now become a staple that I want to continue on um, YouTube with you guys. And building this show out is basically helping me integrate things into the market that I want to integrate with you. And we're doing those things today. So uh, let's actually. Look at go ahead and check it out. We are talking about Tesla. I kind of went into the overview of Tesla. So if you're just not joining us about Tesla, what I see here is that uh Tesla is actually in that downtrend, and I'm actually believing that this downtrend has a little bit more of a pain coming to it. And really and truly, I'm upset about the pain because it's affecting my portfolio when every time the market takes a dip on Tesla. But now the good thing is, is that Tesla is holding that one thousand dollar level, okay. As you see here, you are getting this approach where Tesla's actually making this approach down here, but to this level of 919, but every time it starts to try to make that bounce down here, especially in like, if we go to, um, let's look at it in regular and extended trading hours, right? Look at an extended trading hours. It made that move down here to about 943, right? But during the opening bell, 950 was the low. Um, It actually conceded, it actually gave up a lot of that, it gave back, bounced back from that area that we was worried about and it actually made a good move. So to me, Tesla may find us back down here in this region, which is a buying opportunity for a lot of people. Like I have my buy zone set here and I have a second buy zone set here. So this buy zone is actually from that nine below that 919 mark here or right above it at 950 almost uh, down to 872. And then you get another level at 805 all the way down to 723. So don't be surprised if you see Tela pull back to that level. Um, um, And that's one of those things to actually consider, okay? So um, let's look at Rivian, okay? I wanna look at Rivian, okay? And we'll check that out. And we already kind of like marked it up on Weeble, but I wanna mark it up over here on uh, TradingView because that's usually what I'm using the most and it gives me the most data. I love using TradingView um it's actually a, a great platform like doing your uh option trading and all those things over on we i understand it but for um from um an investor standpoint doing your charting i love charting over on actually uh trading view at this point in time so what you'll see here is that we got support here okay so we're gonna put a support line there and we still it's still really early in its uh existence to actually be uh worried about um the overall trend because we don't haven't got that trend yet because we haven't even got the 200 days worth of trading yet and to me 200 days worth of trading is where you want to see where a stock has now started this movement at and that's really what the market actually used um to actually get things going so for me this is actually us just setting up to understand the play now people are going to ask questions of where do i believe uh, actually uh Rivian could actually be going towards Rivian to me may be a more complete version of Lucid, right? We're talking about pickup trucks though. Um and to me having an Amazon deal is a is a huge deal because it gives it support and it solidifies it more than you actually think it does, right? Um it, it has a, a contract actually here that's ready to be bounced on that you can actually take advantage of and with rivian actually producing this truck trying to get this truck out have demand for the truck it actually has a populist opinion now price target of a 94 bucks price target of 130 bucks um those are things that i have to actually do more deep dive on but i won't do my deep dive based on the ipo information i want to do my deep dive based on the first 10q report until we get all the way to the annual report of a 10k and that starts to give me analysis on how i can actually gauge right right now people are buying because they don't want to miss the boat or they don't or they are buying right now thinking that hopefully it's the next tesla well i need information that shows me that it's one competitive enough two that it has the right processes in place and three they can actually get a scale production to get to a level where they can actually execute and fulfill all the orders and demand that they're actually receiving at this point in time So, for me, those are important, and I won't actually make a move on Rivian until any time until I get that started to see that information kind of fruition. Okay. So, that'll answer that question for anybody who has it. So, right now, we have a breakout from that downtrend. We'll see if it meets resistance here at 116. If it meets resistance, then we'll have an issue there, and we'll see where that plays out at. But it definitely has support here, and this is actually not too bad of support, but we'll see if it actually re uh it, it retraces back down to that support level so we'll check that out here now when it comes to lucid okay lucid now we're looking at lucid here and we'll see how lucid is actually going to move here lucid is actually in this downtrend as well let's turn off this price action right here uh let's get that price range off okay so what we got here that lucid had a downtrend that i was tra- i was tracking here let's go over to the daily Um, We'll see that it had a downtrend here, but it broke that so we'll Rescale that in in a second now. We got our uh, overall macro trend that we're looking at it broke down from that trend So now we're looking at support levels to see how far it can actually go right and this resistance area is now turning to support so what we'll see here is that we'll leave that there and We'll make another level down here that actually it may find support at as well. So that's our areas that we're worried about now. But Lucid is actually on this downtrend after this nice run and rally that it had uh, because of the simple fact um, that that um basically that it needed to actually make that move. So if you're looking at LCID, you're going to need to understand that what you're seeing with Lucid is that it's making this move downward due to the fact that the SEC news that came out for it Based on its um its SPAC deal is not um is under investigation right now and so we got to see how that plays out and see what that actually leads to at this point in time being down five percent after the nice run that it had we'll see um so let's go through um now let's go through what we got to talk about let's look at Luke Neo Neo we're gonna look at Neo that's N I O we'll check that out real quick um when you look at Neo you'll see that Neo is still in that downtrend. And here's what I will say about Neo. And let me turn on the regular candles as we go forward, um, just in case there's some gaps or something that comes up. What I will say about Neo, I like Neo. Okay. Um, I like the end. I invested in Neo a lot earlier this year. And then I took my gains and I moved on from Neo at this point. And because if you have noticed, Neo has not yet participated in actual. The market run on evs right and some of that can to me i believe is due to all the things that's going on with this tech cold war with um with the u.s and china right and what i believe is is that people are worried about if neo would actually not just neo neo alibaba name a company over in china that's actually listed on the actual uh stock exchange and they may be worried about it getting delisted, like similar to uh, Didi. Uh, with DD getting delisted, that affected share price, that affected shareholders, that affected people that was in it for the long term, and all those people got burned. Okay, um, So to me, I want to see where this is actually going to play out for that. And to me, this is the reason why I'm not in NEO at this point in time. Now, let's talk about it from a standpoint of... Uh, Tesla, L- Lucid, Rivian, and Neo. Which companies am I investing in? I'm investing in Tesla already for sure. Lucid, I like Lucid's value, but I want to see Lucid come down to a lower price scale, right? But I want to see Lucid come down to, if I'm actually looking to buy into LCID, okay? If I'm looking to take an entry here, I want to see Lucid Bay down here, actually uh, down at the bottom of this trend line. Now, that's actually being, um, you know, hopeful, but I would like to see it come back down here to 2648. Right, I want to see it back in this region. When it comes down to this area, I could start a position. I would love to start a position. And then this is something that I can hold on to and just wait out four or five years to see how it plays out. Now, if it actually pulls back below my uh macro trend line, which is at 2243 down to this level, about 1725. I would love to scoop up bigger shares of lucid and it depends on how long. This uh, SEC report and this investigation last, this could give you the opportunity to buy at those lower levels. Now, Rivian, I think Rivian is a more solid play than Lucid at this point in time um, due to the fact of Amazon being invested in it and Amazon don't like to lose money, okay? So to me, what I'm looking at, if I'm buying anything dealing with Rivian, I want to buy lower than the IPO price, okay? Honestly, we started the day off on IPO at 96.10. So I want to see it lower than ninety-six ten if I'm getting into Rivian. So R I V N, my price target is anything below pre-IPO price. Okay, so that's way really on that. So let's look at some questions here. Um, let's look and see what we got here. Um RPC, real people consulting. Thank you, thank you. I try to be proactive each and every day. Um, I'm actually doing this, so I appreciate that. Ali, what's going on? Nug, what's going on as well? How about the Christmas sale on rivalhood for long-term stock, 2170? Uh, Rob, let's look at the hood. So we're going over to H-O-O-D, okay? We're going to check out the hood, see what's going on over there. Okay, so I think a reversal is in play when it comes over to the hood, okay? Um, You'll see here is that what you got right now is that it's in a downtrend right? But we do know that they have catalysts coming. Okay. Let's look at this, man. Let's see. Let's go over to the one hour. So um, what's the catalyst that's coming up for actually Robinhood that people can take advantage of is that you know that they're actually eventually going to come out with these crypto wallets. And that may be a good thing or a bad thing for Robinhood. Actually, I will show you here in a second. I want to say, did I do a Twitter survey? Hmm. Let's look, let's look, let's look, let's look. I think I did a Twitter survey. If you ain't following me on Twitter, uh, you should. That's first and foremost. But let us uh, let me look and see. Um, I felt like I did a survey. I did a poll based on this, right? Let's see what we actually have here. Mm, maybe it was on Twitter. Maybe it was on YouTube. I just want to be sure. Maybe it was on YouTube. I want to go back and check for you real quick. Okay, so apple amazon maybe it was on youtube yeah 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 maybe it was on youtube so let's go over to youtube because i want to show you the results of this survey uh that we actually had on the uh channel or the poll that we took and let's see we have boom 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 let's go over here real quick check this out see what we got uh let's go over to the community tab Let's see. We had a poll. Um, okay, here we go. Look at this. So check this out. Uh, let me see. Let me zoom out on this. Look at. did it do that. Okay, there we go. So let's zoom out on that. And here you go. Check this out. So with Robin Hood. So one, if you if you actually follow your boy on uh, YouTube. You go over to my we go over to my channel when you as a subscriber if you go over to my channel i have a community tab over there you can come check out all my posts that i actually link down over in uh youtube that i create and some of these i leave polls up and i, I took this poll about a month ago when actually at the Robinhood actually did their um their earnings report and they actually talked about how they was actually loaded rev up to actually release crypto wallets and they was going to do it in segments okay um, But you see, I put with Robinhood close to releasing crypto wallets. Will you leave your crypto on Robinhood or transfer your crypto to another platform wallet or cold storage? You got 36% of people who took this out of 33 people. 36% of you said cold storage and another 30% said another platform. And then 21% was undecided. So to me, when we talk about actually Robinhood at these times in these levels, I don't really know if the wallets is the catalyst that's actually going to bring Robin hood back. Right. Um, it may, Uh, but a lot of this actual downward uh, pressure uh, on this uh, play is basically uh, due to the fact of, um, what is it called? It is called when they, man, I'm having a brain fart. It's basically when all the, uh, the, 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 the trunch, right. Where basically the lockup period is done. So, um, Okay, what a lockup period is for those who don't know, is basically when a company goes releases as an IPO or they release as a SPAC. What happens is uh, a SPAC is a special uh, acquisition um, core um, listing, right? But what happens is if it's IPO or SPAC, they have a a, a lockup period where everyone cannot actually release their shares right away when they actually go public. They have to wait a certain period of time and Robinhood, a period of time is this? I want to say this week is their current lockup. Uh, let's look at what's Robinhood current lockup period. Current shareholder lockup period. Robinhood. I want to say it's this week.
3: Uh. uh t-
0: uh let's see this is their third quarter 2021 results that was released on um october but let's look at lockup up period uh, it's in here somewhere let's see lock up okay so look at this right um you'll see here that basically um we see here they says separately in connection with the ipo the trench one note investors agree not to sell 50 percent of the conversion shares until the 28th day after the resale s1 is declared effective with the understanding that the other 50 percent is not subject to any lockup the sec declared the resale scs1 effective on october 13th 2021 okay um and then it says here uh rivalhood is uh counseling the suspension notice effective over one full trading day after the press release. As a result, the same conversion shares that are currently unlocked will be eligible for sale at that point in time. Right. So let's go down here to. Yeah, here we go. Apart from the conversion shares are subject to lockup agreements or Markov standoff agreements that limit their sale of the shares of the company stock during a lockup period. Period that expires immediately prior to December 1st. So that's when the lockup period actually ended on November 30th. Okay. Um, so when this ended, basically what happened is, is that this stock actually sold off. Okay. So we got to take that into account too. And that downward selling pressure is something that has affected the price. So I do think that Robinhood is actually, is, is going to actually have a rebound here. Right. I really think that's going to happen. Um, I actually think a reversal is in play. For rivalhood at this point in time this is red box down here as an indicator that actually initiates uh a signal that a a momentum is driving the price back up eventually here it doesn't mean that it's going to happen immediately but it is signaling that it's actually noticing that price is starting to move in a different direction and that may overall move that price to a different level okay so um They're talking about the S&P 500 over here. That's what took my attention away. Check this out. Let's listen in. It might be too late, but let's listen and see what they're talking about.
6: If they get lucky on the inflation front, it looks like it's moderating. They may be able to wait and see and just become flexible in terms of when they may start raising rates, guys.
4: If inflation does indeed cool down. I think a a lot of the move is also some fears over the Omicron variant. And there were concerns that it might completely evade vaccines and and lead to potentially more lockdowns or at least— that kind of policy and what that would do to the economy. I think it'll be interesting to see if if it really does, Mike, prove to be more mild, which is the hope and some of the news flow today, whether those inflation expectations shoot right back up and this becomes a big problem again. No, you'd
6: have to see for sure. I mean, for one thing, uh, it would probably require energy markets really racing higher again to get those uh, inflation dynamics really pushing back toward their highs. But yes, there's no doubt about it. And we're in this period, we keep talking about it, in the next few months, The numbers are going to seem hot. We get CPI at the end of this uh, week. And so you're going up against some really depressed figures. That's probably going to make it uh, indeterminate as to what the real trend is for inflation for a little while.
2: Mike, thanks so much. Uh, DoorDash announcing a big shift in its business model. Investors appear to like the change, how this could impact the delivery wars straight ahead. Plus, we'll be joined by a portfolio manager who's buying stocks during last year's Covid sell off coming up he'll tell us all right where? so
0: let's keep this thing moving though uh we'll come back to that if DoorDash actually comes up i actually doing this live stream i'll i'll bring it okay so the hood yeah i think that it's actually in in, in bound for a re- reversal um there is we're at levels that we haven't seen rival hood at yet so for me to say 21 uh 70 i think that's what you had on the screen right for long term starting at 2170 yeah, I mean, it's at the bottom. I mean, the bottom could the bottom may not be, you know, locked in just yet, but it may be. It may be 2041. Um, uh, we'll see. Um, you actually had support here uh at 2649 that it broke. So uh for me, yeah, that's something I will watch. I would actually be like, okay, maybe it is ready to uh make a move. So buying here, long term gain is probably is you buying it on sale you buying it lower than what people got into it for at the IPO price. So, yeah, I think it is a, a good buy, honestly. All right, so really like the content. I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate that, Roy. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Can we look at um, KO? It is in the middle of a channel, and I played it from the bottom of channel to now, and now confused as to the next move. KO. KO would be Coca-Cola, correct? Let's look at Coca-Cola. So, um, in the channel, huh? Let's look and see what we got here. Uh, I gotta turn off auto. Okay, so you bought it at the top. So channel, uh, okay. So the channel that I see, you bought it in this range here. Okay. Um, what what I want you to do, Roy, hit, hit your boy and let me know what's your um, what's your um. Actual call on this, okay? Let's do that too. So, what I see here is you got these dotted lines here, and Coke closed right at the top of the gap. So, for me, what I if it depends on when you bought it, if you bought it down here at the bottom, like here at um, anywhere at 52.44, that's that's a good entry, right? If you bought it down here. What I would suspect is that you'll see is that you'll see momentum drive it towards the top of this resistance level. So if your call is for actually 56, you're good, right? 55, 55. If you're looking for the top of the channel at 57, I would sell before that. But you should be in the money, right? I would imagine that you would be in the money at this point in time. So um, let me know if you're in the money or, not, or you got other questions on it. But I think this is a play where... If you're already up on it, if you got more than one contract, sell one because you already came through the gap, right? Not a financial advice, but that's what I would do. Is that I would sell one, um, and basically, so yeah, you caught the bottom of the channel at fifty-five fifty. Yeah, so well, 55-50 is. Oh wait a minute, hold on. So you bought, so you bought it this way. Yeah, you bought it. You had, to, you would have had to bought it this way. Okay, so, one second, let's look at that. Um Okay. That would make a difference. That would make a difference. Give me one second. So, if you bought it this way, um Like fifty five fifty is right outside that um you called it coming down here so it, it it bounced off um oh you bought it off the ch- bottom of the channel last Thursday hmm but yeah if you bought it at fifty five fifty you bought it pretty high though because it's not at that price level right now so to me you bought it at the bottom of this channel coming down. Fifty-five, fifty is here. So you you caught it right at resistance, right? So it, it, you caught it coming down at that bottom, and then it made that move up. Okay, I see what you're saying. You made the move up. Okay, so this is what happened there, folks. I'm, I'm with I'm with uh, Roy on this now. I understand what he's saying. He bought it here, pretty much at the top at the bottom of the channel, and it went up. But you didn't sell, right? I'm guessing you didn't sell when they hit here this resistance area, and when they hit this resistance. It came back down and now it's faltered right and it actually gapped down doing this whole thing on this run with the market so it gapped down here to the support and this is what i'll tell you i be drawing support lines man i i don't like to pat myself on the back too much but i like these support lines i'd be drawing so then it came down to support it basically stood stutter stepped there and now it's making this move back up and now you got a gap so what i will say roy depends on how much time you have left on this contract you're gonna break back through this channel okay because it's already filling into the gap and it closed like right outside the channel that it's about to move back into what i would do is i would be ready to if you have more than one contract if it was me i'll be ready to sell at 56 Right? i would like i would almost want to break even i would almost want to break even on it. if you're above that um that level if I have a runner, I'll leave a runner out there and let that runner see if he can push through that resistance level and actually make a move to the upside, right? Um, yeah, that's what, that's what I would do. Like that would put, um, give you that growth that you're looking for. So last Thursday, okay, so last Thursday would be, I am slow at what date it was last Thursday. That was last, that was December 2nd. So December 2nd, you called it, here at that support okay so so oh so fifty-five fifty is your call okay call is fifty-five fifty, yeah okay so you called it here all right so now i'm with you now i'm my bad i'm with you so you called it here on support right here so you're you're already up on this play then right so if you're up on this play i'm definitely watching it pull through that gap and once you get into this channel i'm i'm here's the thing too um i think i talked about this last week but let me just go ahead and give the the logic that I use right, um, for a place that I'm ready to move out of. I don't wait uh, to what everybody else would like. And the reason why I say that is because people are looking at this line here, 5640. They're looking to see that if it's going to touch that first to sell, I would sell 56, 5575 above that. I would sell off at least what I need to profit. And then once I profit, if i got a runner or two i will leave the runner or two and see if it can actually push through that fifty-six forty level that everybody else is anticipating watching that move for and sell those off or watch it run past and then you know and jump out of those as well but for initial i would actually sell prior to it actually coming up here to touch this channel so for me it would be it would look something like this i would be selling at this level kind of right i'd be selling right before that resistance area so as that's as that candle come up here and it hit it, I'm out of the play, made profit, and then I got maybe a few left, or I'm done completely and I got all my bag and I'm rocking away. If it runs, it runs. If it don't, it don't. Right? That's what I would be doing. Um, if I was in this play. Nice play though, uh Roy. Nice play. I'm with you. Okay. Appreciate you. Appreciate you for uh leaving that there. Okay. So let's look at um I got some more, I got some more tickets here. I'm going to try to get through all of these, okay? All right. Um, I need to know which platform can I use to participate in pre-marketing after I was trading. Uh, Pretty much all of them, right? Um, pretty much um, everyone I use does. I don't use Robinhood. Um, I have a video on the channel if you want to understand why I don't use Robinhood. I just don't like them for option plays. It used to be where I housed my whole option portfolio, but I don't like them um, for options because they, they lag everything that goes on, right? They don't give you the the, the capital that you should receive back because they delay actually selling your options. Pretty much short story on that whole thing. If you want to watch the whole video, I got a video on the channel. You can check it out. But um, yeah, TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, Fidelity, um, Weeble, all of them actually have pre-market and after hours trade. I think Weeble actually has um, extended hours of trading before pre-market. Like I think it starts at 5.30 and then uh, after hours, I think it goes to 8.30 or 8 o'clock, whichever one. But with them, that's one of the bigger ranges of extended hours of trading, right? I don't really like extended hours of trading because it's really low volume there and it's really never a play that I really want to, I'm that thirsty for to actually buy into. But if you want to actually use that, use Weeble, And you can use my link down below, get you two free stocks, uh, do your thing with that too. I have that down there for you as well. But If you want to uh, shoot me an email at the Craig Houston podcast at gmail.com, I can send you my TD Ameritrade link as well. You can get $50 for signing up over there too. So whichever one y'all want to do, do what you need to, but I think those are beneficial to you as well. So uh, let's keep it moving though. Let's see BLMN, breaking my trend line to uptrend. Don't want to get faked out. Thoughts. BLMN. BLMN. That's blooming brands.
4: Okay.
0: So, let's look. I never looked at this one before, so we'll we'll take a look. Uh, we'll take a gander here. So, okay, let's look at this from a weekly trend. So, it basically had a major move. Mm. Okay, so what I'm looking at, I'm going turn this off right now. Let's just turn this off so I can see. So what I'm looking at is I'm looking for the macro trend first, okay? For those who are wondering what I was looking at. So you had a tweezer top, basically tweezer bottom here, then you started this trend up, okay? So basically, we're gonna use that bottom to draw support on the trend line, okay? So obviously, this means it broke trend, okay? So then we have a downtrend actually taking place here okay now this trend was in place since the pandemic okay um typically if you look at any chart right you could tell when the pandemic happened you'll usually see it's a nice gap down and then it's a reversal right and that's usually the way you can tell this during the pandemic um so but we've got a downtrend here on 26 april that has continued down right um i don't think i need to go that far down maybe we'll go down 20 to 20th feb okay so now you got some people be contentious about this some people don't like using the wick of a candle to make t- uh touch points i do i i find it there like that's where price action went so i use those there uh you can't even see this why y'all didn't say y'all couldn't see this somebody gotta say share the screen all right so look oh there you go my bad thanks bro you was on it. you was on it. so yeah there you go so you'll see price action is here okay this is price action from the uh, pandemic that we see, right? And then you got this downtrend now that's happened like 26 April of this year that's happening right now. And it may be ready to break here, but let's look at uh, support and resistance here, right? Let's look and see what we got here. Um, yeah, you got support here that they're actually bouncing off of a few times. We'll go back and check and see where the bottom is on it in a second and how many times. And then you got a level here and a level here of resistance, okay? So the question is, is it reversing and you don't want to be head faked out, right? So let's go over to the one hour. Okay, so what you got here, what I like to do, I like to turn on Hakanashi to see the um the momentum. I, lo- I love to see the momentum first before I start making decisions. Um, Let's see, so you got a break above so what is this for? You got uh, breaking below, breaking my trend line to uptrend. Okay, so basically you have a trend line that's different than mine's then right? So your trend line means that it either went already broke or you feel that it's close to breaking, right? Um, and you don't want to get faked out. So the thing I would do, I would look backwards, right? I would look and see, what's the price action back here, right? Last time this happened was over here. You had the same move, okay? it's quite eerily similar too. That's really what's weird about this. So you see that it's making that same move and it's making its bounces. And now it's starting to make a move back up. What I would look for is this resistance area right here before I even think about actually investing in it. Because like you come down here, is that resistance here? It may it may break through that resistance. But to me, the next one is here at basically 2110. It's way, it's back uh, February 8th. It's 21.10 is the resistance area that I would look to see it break. So I wouldn't be fooled about this resistance area here of um, 1996. I'll be looking for 21.10, right? Up here. See if it's moving past that and then see if it can can sustain up there. If it can sustain, that's the entry to make. Sometimes being later to, waiting for an entry to show you that it's ready is more of a signal that I would like to use. Like, um, so I guess we're giggles let's turn on the cheat code right let's turn off the uh Hakanashis. uh let's check out turn on the cheat code and see what we actually got here see it's gonna cheat code is gonna give a a sale signal I, w- I would imagine oh uh, you know it has to buy but it's actually like it's coming down so that yellow candle here is a transition candle and that transition candle can send it back down to the support level here if it breaks that support then it's 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 a no-go Right. So I will watch it. I will watch it and see if it break 2110. That's what I would do. So that's just my thoughts on it. So don't fall for the head fake. Wait for price action above 2110. See if it plays in that area or it keeps moving up. If you had to buy that 2150 to me, that's a safer bet than buying it earlier than 2110 in my book. OK, so that's just how I would look at it. So. All right. So. Let's see. Tiffany got here, Vail, December 31st, 2021 call, $16 call. And what do I think about at t stock? Okay, so first things first, let's do Vail, okay. All right, so we're looking at Vail and we're gonna look at it on the daily. Uh, let's see what we have here. So basically I see Vail is in a downtrend as well, like every other company. Um let's go with the Hakanashis. Let's do a chart in here. Okay. Um uh, ooh, let's see. Oh, I think they like me. Oh, I think they like okay, here we go. So let's see. Oh. So basically we got trend there okay and then we got trend here uh you know what let me i'm sorry i did that wrong i said i did that wrong due to the simple fact that i like doing it from my way of a method to the madness is doing it on the weekly first because i like i like to get all that price action so we had a move here on the 25 jan of 2016 then we got pandemic move right here right see pandemic move You got action down here. Got your points. Then you got action coming down. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so now let's go over to the daily. Let's see what we got. Yeah, so you see this action here. It's actually making a way. It's coming, trying to break through. It's, um, It's wedges here. So what I will look for is what you say you got a $16 call? A $16 call. Okay. So you do have buying momentum showing up. Let's look and see. But we gotta find resistance out here. So you own a buy. Um hmm. It's a buy. You got support right now. You got resistance here at 1325. so you already broke that resistance. Um and it closed above that resistance. So what I would look for, you said by December sixth December 31st. Hmm. Okay, so the easier way for me is to actually that's a that's a big move, right? So December thirty first, right here. That's gonna be tight. That's gonna be tight. It's gonna need a gap. It's gonna need to have a nice move. Um, Let's go to regular candles. So price action. I'm trying to find. So to me, the way you can you can you can you can kind of gauge that is the biggest price action that you see, right? So let's turn that off. Let's see the biggest price action that you can see here recently is. All right, that's 25 March to 10 May, right? So, and that is about six bucks. So we're currently at 13 bucks. So you basically need to see price action. So that price action over a month, oh what? how many days is that? That is 25 March to seven May. So about 45 days. So 45 days for six bucks to me, if you go, um, look at this. Oh, where did go? okay. Right here. So, um, six bucks divided by 45 that's 13 cent a day. Pretty much really, truly on average. Um, for me, that's, that's not a good price action to get to 16 bucks. Right. From where it's at today. Right. Um, it's a measured move. It it could, I mean, unless it got a catalyst, I don't really know. I don't really see, like if we go over to, let's go over to the one hour candles and just look and see if you see, say you got one here, you had a gap here, right? So that move right here was 6%. That 6% was a 75 cent move, okay? Um, You had another one here. That's 1.6%. That was a two, 21 cent move. Another big candle here, fifty-one cent move on four percent. So, I mean, you would need some of these moves a lot in December for that to happen. I mean, so it's not out of out of uh, out of possibility, but mm, I don't know if it can make it sixteen by December thirty-first. Um, but like I said, it is legging up. It, it it gapped up here, right? That's what. That's 46 cent and then it made this move here. So maybe possibly that it can keep this tra- type of trend going. You may see it and stochastics is high. So for me, when it's the cast is high like that, that means that you're going to eventually see it come back down. So um, and that must mean that the price action going out. But the good thing is, is on this trajectory, this trajectory give you an opportunity really and truly. Really, well, I say that, but no, it's kind of like right short of 16 on this trajectory. So it would really need a big, a big candle. To start making that move to make me feel comfortable with saying that 16 is a possibility so but what i think about um at&t i don't like i was just reading an article last night about how at&t t-mobile verizon all of them was uh, actually messing up rebates for the iphone 13. i don't really like communication stocks right um when it comes to like the cellular companies i don't know why especially AT&T don't give a dividend no more, right? So they're not giving a dividend. It really is not like something I care about. Um, I think a lot of people was in the play for the dividend, and then that dividend went away, right? So um, I don't know when it's coming back. And for me, I I'm, I'm out on failure. I don't think growth is there for them, so I'm out on them. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely. Hey, man, hey, appreciate y'all being here. Hey, definitely hit the like button on this if you're finding value. I definitely want to get see how much I gauge the value that y'all are getting out of here. And every time I see the likes that's going up on this um, video, on these live streams, it lets me know that I'm providing content that y'all like and y'all enjoy. And I want to keep those segments to what y'all enjoy and what y'all like. So definitely hit your boy with the comments in the section so that way we can get these comments through. Definitely hit the like button. And definitely if you find it value, definitely consider subscribing to the channel if you haven't yet considered uh, subscribing just yet. So let's keep this thing moving though. We're going to talk about Pfizer, okay? So we're going to look at Pfizer here, PFE. I've been tracking Pfizer here. Moderna is uh, actually killing me right now, but Pfizer was down 5% today too. So I really can't complain about uh, Moderna. Okay, so... Um, let's keep this thing moving there. Let's look and see what's going on with Pfizer. So, uh, to me, um, Nug no, when I talk about Pfizer, really without even going into the chart is that price action moves so slow for Pfizer that, um, I'm not a fan of Pfizer. Like really, truly, it went down 5% today. That price action is 2.79%. Like if I move myself over here, you can see it, right? Um, you'll see that it's actually, um, two dollars and 79 cent that it went down today on 5.14 percent it's actually down in the after hours and honestly i think that uh the vaccine plays are going to be down until they get some type of um white house backing on um actual uh catalysts for vaccination for the fda to, to push it through anytime faster like uh, I left a, I left the runner I down on my Moderna call for 17 December, I believe. And I really should have closed it when I had the opportunity to. But uh, I'm waiting for uh, support to actually show that AB can make that move back. So for me, uh, I'm just having to hold that Moderna one. Um, and we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, it's for 17 December. And it was making a good move, and I was making good money. I was above like 200%. I closed the ones out that I needed, but then I left that one just in case. So I'm not really hurting for it, but it's still one of those things where I probably should just close and got my money. But I think the vaccine players are going to be dead until FDA actually steps in on that and say that they're going to have to push some of these expedited um, um, use cases through for them to actually make a move here. But it was really interesting that um, I talk about this as we talk about Pfizer is that the Moderna uh, CEO, actually talked about um in an interview the other day that not only did they not have that they don't believe that um the vaccine that they actually have now will actually be um you know efficient enough or higher efficacy is what they say uh through um for for the omicron variant but one of the things that he did say was that they had been tracking um like 11 different um, variations of spike proteins that they would consider that they think they would see uh, and come from the, uh, the Delta variant, right? And for this Omicron variant, the Omicron variant carried 10 of the 11. So that was quite interesting to me that they already had figured out that it was some type of variation or mutation that was going to come. And they was tracking 11 different mutations and this one variant had 11. And that takes me back to what I said earlier today about the economy when it came to the travel sector, is that I think the economy just understands that, yo, we're going to deal with this for a while. And I don't want to like compare it to the flu because like um, I know COVID killed a lot of people. Um, it took a lot of people away from their families, but and it's a very unfortunate thing. But I feel like it's one of those things, too, where we are again to a point where people are becoming numb to it. And that could be deadly or that could be something that proves beneficial that we believe in the science and we believe in that you know herd immunity is eventually going to come. And that the vaccine, the people who are getting vaccinated, uh, they do have some type of coverage from it because up to this date, and hopefully it stays that way, Omicron has not killed anybody. It has not taken nobody off this planet. And that's that's uh, something positive that a lot of people can look at. And if you want to travel, what's going on, especially with cruise lines, cruise lines are expecting everyone to be fully vaccinated to get on a cruise line. So even if you go to South Africa, you go somewhere else uh, where it may be Delta variant or Omicron variant there, you're immune. You're not immune to it, but you have a least likely possibility of actually passing away from actually catching um the pandemic virus okay so just my thoughts no just my thoughts on pfizer on moderna all those things okay so um bank of america is breaking my trend line to the downside thoughts and how the 10 year treasury affect bank plays and what to consider i think that bank plays are in play um with the 10 year treasury right i actually if you look at uh xlf want to say that's the financial um uh, one we'll look at that in a second too um i like um actually investing in xlf versus any one the in individual banks if i invested in one of the individual banks it would be um jp morgan but let's look and see though um so you had a trend line huh i have a trend it broke my tr- it broke your trend line so you must have it in a channel uh to the downside right because i don't have it in a top side channel and here it is right here um what I'm looking at is basically I made this uh, overall, um, let's go to the weekly. So I'm probably going to delete the purple line here in a second. But I actually was tracking this gap away from the original trend. Um, so obviously this is the original macro trend that we had here the uh, back in 22 22 February 2016, we had that nice overall macro trend that it was following. It had gapped up away from it. Then the pandemic struck. And now the yellow line is where I was tracking, Turn to all this price action. Okay, so that was the original trend, right? And then it broke down, then it started making this move up, and now it gapped away from the original trend line. To me, this trend line that is actually on right here on the daily proves to me that... Uh, is actually just reversing course, like it should. Um, and it more likely it's gonna bounce here. What I would expect is we'll watch for it to bounce back here. I mean, 42, 48, two bucks, three bucks, maybe the pullback that you see if it continues this down, downward trend. Um, if if I was to track this, just in case you ask me again uh, about this later on in a couple of days, I'll be watching it to see how far it crosses over. Right. Because I think it's going to come down here. Right. That's my that's my intermediate mix of that trend. So I would just watch it and see. I think that uh, it has more downward pressure coming. Right. But the 10 year treasury to answer your original question, I think that helps the banks. Um, I think that that is one of the things where you can actually see the market actually rally behind this when the rates actually go up. Because when the rates go up, that means that the banks are making money so the taper is it got to end first right because the government don't want to actually pay interest on what they already loaned out right on their own money that they loan to keep the economy afloat they don't want to pay interest on it so when that money starts to you know leave the market and the market is now sufficiently trying to run on its own and you see interest rates starting to uh, go up by a quarter about by, by a quarter of a percent over time um i think that you're going to see that the banks are going to make way more money and that they're going to actually start you know taking a lot more risk taking a lot of a lot less risk and that's going to increase the balance sheet for them and we're going to see that interest rates are going to go up and the housing market is uh going to fall down in pricing and that's going to kind of help bring people into the market that need loans and that's going to help the bank overall just my thoughts um yeah yeah, yeah let's see uh Okay, yeah, this they are great. I am trying to see how everyone is feeling about Robinhood for long-term stock. It's cheap right now. No one is talking about it. Well, we talked about it here, baby, so you know, we'll see. Maybe I might have to do a video on it. Um I've been tracking it, but it's not really one of those companies where I'm like um it, it got it got so much it has so much information behind it where it can go either way. And for me, Robinhood is a play where um the devil's in the details on that play, man. Like, you can be up and you can be up good, but then if you're not taking profits on Robinhood, I feel for you to think that's a long term play because Robinhood is got that lead that bad taste in people's mouth about, especially what happened with AMC and Jimmy. Um, I understand the situation why they did what they did, um, but they cost a lot of people from being millionaires too at the same time, so um, I don't know. I like it. I do understand the play. I do understand that, you know, that if they are, they have an audience that they would not actually lose. I don't believe they'll lose the uh, Gen Zers anytime soon, and it makes it so much easier and accustomed to actually being in that play with Robinhood when you're using that software. Um, that it's it's easier for you, and that's that's the benefit of Robinhood. But also, it's a lot of downside too that you know you got to understand and you got to be really be willing to dig into the weeds of it and that's the logic that I'm 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 using right now that it's not bad for a small position it wouldn't be like 30% of my portfolio it would be like maybe 5%, maybe 4% of my portfolio actually in the metaverse space Robinhood is not even in my metaverse pie like uh over on m1 finance um I have coinbase in there um paypal and square but I definitely don't have Robinhood in the metaverse pie. I don't know if they would even participate in it, honestly. I would imagine they would, but I don't even have them in the metaverse pie. Maybe that's a mistake on my part. I might need to look into it. Um yeah, same thing. I guess I guess you and Ali is talking about this Robinhood thing, right? I got the same thing in there again. Um, PBR coming to the top of channel thoughts on the play. Uh let's see. Um uh pbr okay so let's look at that all right so pbr so let's look at that um boom 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 okay so yeah it is it's just making a move it's actually broke resistance here is that all-time highs already huh is that all-time no it's not at all-time highs. okay so let's go out to the weekly oh yeah it's broken out the channel let's see so you gotta so to me this is the original channel or the original trend line that you that we could use here right and that goes back to, uh 2016. this trend is here for march 2020 right but i think this is the original trend right back here and the reason why I think that is because it fell off the roof here, right? so you could use this level here as another trend line for basis, but it may gap like right it may gap to that trend line so this is the this is the ultimate channel that it is actually in, right so to me, it broke away from the trend line and it's actually breaking through resistance here, but you actually have um support well, resistance is going to actually show up here again, right there. So that's what I would call resistance at right now. Um, It looks good for right now, right? I I like it for right now. Um, You got to watch the play though. Um, Yeah, it's sitting right at this resistance level and resistance and support. I would just watch the play. If you're already in it, yeah, my thing is I'm watching for that level of 1154 to see if we can break through that. Last time it was at 1154. Let's go over to the daily. Last time it was at 1154 is here, right? Prior to the pandemic. So I'm looking for this level to be breached, right? To see what it can actually do there. That's what I'll pay attention to. Um, and it gets into this area right here, then that's something to actually really pay attention to, and then see if it can actually gap up towards the original trend line or if it actually is going to trade sideways. When I say trade sideways, I kind of mean like you'll see it go up, down, up, down, up, down. Chop, 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 chop up some more down, you know, kind of like that. That's what I kind of, that's what I mean by that. Um, but yeah, I like it. I like it for what it looks like. Um, I don't know the financials behind it. I don't know anything about the, um, about the company. I'm guessing it got something to do with um, energy and oil, but um, yeah, I like it for right now. Uh, looking at it from a gap standpoint, it's no gap there. So this is actually a good run that it can actually make back up to that trend line, to that support line our resistance. So, but yeah, you got a, you got a gap here. So yeah, it's going to fill this gap. So that's, that's, that's why I say, you gotta look for the gap sometime, but this is a gap here and a gap here. So, um, yep, there you go. So it's, uh, it's, it's just entering that space. So it could, it's going to make a run, but definitely towards that, uh, that resistance line. All right, so that's it on that one. Um, Thoughts on America Airlines and do you think it'll continue to go up or reverse and go back down? Um, Do I really need to look at that one? Uh, Let's see, American Airlines. Uh, Here's the thing with airlines. I'm I'm a fan of the airlines, okay? Um, One of the things that I say about the airlines and I'll come back to the chart. But one of the things I say about the airlines is, is that think about this. Um, I don't think that we're back. At, I can show you. We can fact check this in a second. I don't think that we are back at prior pandemic levels. And for me, until I can see what the balance sheet looks like prior to when we get back to prior pandemic levels of what's actually travel of uh, on, on airlines and business sectors and things of that nature. I'm not interested. I mean it's a low margin business right um basically it's all about who's traveling business wise, and we know that the pandemic has kind of like alleviated a lot of this business travel people are doing things with using zoom google meet microsoft teams things of this nature uh for me and that kind of makes it hard for me to invest in airlines now cruise liners possibly um more so than anything else. Uh credit cards like American Express, Chase, um, that makes those more appealing to me. Um, but investing in airlines, I think it's just a cheap play. And really and truly, what are you getting, what are you gaining from it? That's really my question. So, like if you are new to the channel, I, I break things down to a point where um I talk about them from a level where you can fact check things, right? Um, and I like to fact check. So let's fact check um, the numbers for actually um, airlines. OK, um, and I would like to use the TSA checkpoint numbers uh, for actually, you know, uh, evaluating if the economy is actually back to full travel. And are we actually seeing days where the um, economy is traveling prior fact, more than what we saw prior to the pandemic? And my guess is, is that they are not. But let's check it and see. So you can go over to the TSA um, website. TSA updates these numbers each and every day, okay? So you'll see that the throughput for 2021 yesterday was 2,068,000 people, okay? In 2020, obviously during the pandemic around that time, 837,000 people traveled, okay? But in 2019, prior to the pandemic, we had 2.2, almost 2.3 million people so we're about three hundred thousand less than where we're at uh currently right now with um when it comes to actually thinking about travel with, with the airline sector so but at the end of the day who's all getting that that's my question like is it delta is it air american airlines is it united is it southwest it's so much competition there and it's so low margin um, and then OPEC, uh, the fuel is going up. So when fuel going up, that's cutting into their bottom line as well, too. And I know they're passing that on to the customer, but they still are at a low margin business for me. So American Airlines, I don't really like it, right? I, I think it's a good play if it was, when it was a recovery play. And it still is a recovery play. But um, I think that you got to kind of go in with thinking that, you know, are you playing this for the long term? If you're planning for the long term, where can American Airlines go? Um, original price uh, prior to the pandemic, right, was up here at thirty. So you're about thirteen bucks away from that. So almost a double, right? Um, do I like it on a pullback? You could play it for a pullback to twenty on an option play, or you can play it on the swing play as well. Too, if you're just looking for a five dollar swing on on shares or thing of that nature, you could play it there. But it's actually coming back to this trend line again that I have drawn out for, it. and really and truly, it's been having a tough time uh getting back above this uh 26 level it's tried it it broke down below it uh during the pandemic and then it's tried it twice already and it has not yet recovered below that uh beyond that 2664. so if you can see it go beyond 2664 you could be in good money that's what i think about it um that's american airlines okay so we talked about that When can i check on twitter i was in there but actually left after the plummet Why'd you leave after the plummet, Jake? Just uh, curious. I might leave it up for a second. If you're still here, Jake, did you? Why'd you leave before the um the plum? Why you leave? You doing the plummet? Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, folks, let's get the um let's get the likes up on this. You know what I mean? I like uh I like having y'all here. Let's get these likes up. I welcome in. Definitely consider as well as uh joining the membership tab as well on your screen because i'm going to start doing membership only uh exclusives uh and chats and things of that nature so i want you to be a participant uh go ahead and join the uh the membership team um over there i mean you got two options you can be a part of the discord fam where we actually talk about any and everything uh i do exclusives on monday and wednesday where i talk to the fam um directly where we can actually chat together and then actually break down technicals and talk about economy, things of that nature, news, look for all those things. But then if you want to be a member of the YouTube fam, I'm going to do those things as well. I'm going to bring it to the YouTube platform. So if you don't want to be a part of the Discord, it's cheaper to be a part of the YouTube membership plan that I have set up down in there below and you can actually get in on those on those gigs with me as well too. So let's talk about Twitter though. Uh, Jake, did you actually comment down below why you got out? Um, let's see. No, I don't have him. I don't have any comments yet from Jake. All right. So regardless, let's check it out. So what we see here on Twitter is that this downtrend may be trying to subside itself. It actually was up 5.7% today. That's a nice move on Twitter. So let's see, um, what we have here. Uh, oh, he was up over 50% down on credit spreads over 50% down on my credit spreads and heard of new ownership leading to censorship. So I don't know if it's leading to censorship though. Um, I don't believe it's... um, Oh, that's a good question though. I don't really know. I don't think it's leading to censorship. I think what you're going to see with this move is that Twitter is trying to like um, actually essentially move my chair up. I don't know why it's so low. I think Twitter is actually trying to actually make a move to move in the right direction and they believe that jack i think they believe that jack dorsey was giving too much of his time to um square right um basically square was getting all the time and it was not able to actually he was more focused on crypto and they want to get back to being competitive in the social media tech space so i think this is actually um may not be a bad move they may actually you know transitioning away from jack um i like jack i think they uh well i don't know if he's i will not i can't say that he's not great he had two billion dollar companies underneath his belt as ceo and he actually walked away from twitter and they brought him back so i won't say that he's not brilliant i think he's more focused on things that people don't really take serious and that's going to probably be a detriment to them uh, so we, we'll see time will tell about jack uh, on this move when he got and when he turns uh square to block and how that actually affects the blockchain and what's his focus on, on crypto, how that maneuvers and looks, looks like. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about uh, Twitter. I think that um, the good thing about Twitter, if you're looking at it from a chart perspective, and I'll turn, turn your uh, question off, is that you see that it's actually it didn't come down to support. So to me, if it's curving back, like you see, it's got a, a momentum shift here on the daily like it look like it's it's a due for a swing to the upside stochastics is actually pointed up which is a positive and you got a green candle here right um to me that's positive for uh actually twitter um it's a indicator right now it is not even a full candle yet for it to actually say it's a buy, but to me that's a positive for twitter so i will watch it if you're looking to make another move back into it um it definitely um is in a channel Right the channel what it look like' is actually here it broke right below it, so let's we'll call this support here okay, you got support there um, and then you actually have support here or resistance here, so I'll watch it there so my my first initial thoughts is i will I will wait for it to break through this uh resistance if it breaks through. I'll run a swing play or an option play for this region here. That would be my initial thought. So that would leave us at like 4532 and 56.95. So somewhere in there. But give yourself some time on that play though. However, you look at it. Yeah, Robin Um, I don't know if it's getting to a hundred dollars a share in 2022. That's a optimistic. So, but cool. Um yeah, let's see. Let's keep this thing moving. Hey, appreciate it, Dion. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. I like Keenan too. Keenan's a good dude. He be doing his thing over there. Um. Oh yeah, we was talking about. I don't know which one we was talking about here, Roy. But if I did tell you that I was going to probably, I was that maybe. Uh says if I told you to probably maybe sell then get back in. Um I don't know man you know my past, my, my past self as I look at it from my future self I try to stay consistent you know um so hopefully I so hopefully I hit you with some some great gouge and you you know understand that so uh so thoughts on Airbnb man you know I had actually forgot I own Airbnb in my portfolio that thing was up five percent today I don't understand, man. I am. I be wanting to actually think about actually adding to Airbnb, but it just be doing me so crazy. Um, let's look at Airbnb. Airbnb is one of the first stocks I bought when I started my YouTube channel. Um, and you know, I'm I'm still in it. I mean, I'm still in it. They're actually talking about uh Lucid here right now. Um, let's listen in on that. Let's listen in. We'll take a second. Of investments
5: in that space. Right. Tesla up top there. We are just getting going here on Fast Money. Here's what's coming up next on the show. High energy. Okay, well, oil
1: prices. We missed it again. Right.
0: So, see, this is how I get caught up in uh, chatting with y'all, man, and I just miss certain things. It's okay. So, we'll. I'm pretty sure it's not anything new that we already know. So, Airbnb, right? I think the good thing about Airbnb is that we got more data on it on airbnb now like um you know after all these movements that it's been having i think now that we have you know top and a bottom we got range we got uh consistency we could turn on the high nauseous and we could take advantage of looking at this like look it's been playing in this resistance level for a while look so that trend shows um downside so you see like what what i like to tell people is one of the certain things i know about stocks is that when they go certain places, they seem to return there, right? So when you find them in a channel, like in a wedge channel like this, right, you can take that top to bottom, right, and you can call that a move, right? So that's from here, 132 to the top, 211, right? And basically, you'll see eventually this returns back to its bottom again, right, in that channel. Look at that. It returned there, right? And now look what it did again. It returned to the top. So this is why I say psychology is a movement here, right? To me, when you see it get to the top of this thing again, my main thing would to be is okay, I can play it to the downside. You can play half, or you can play all, right? And to me, you can actually rotate this thing out to where you give yourself time on the play for to play it to the downside or play it to uh, to the upside. And this way, you could take advantage of all of that growth, and you don't have the necessary a growth or downtrend on each side of it. And you don't have to necessarily worry about this. This is what I kind of like. I'm You're going to see 2022. I'm going to shift my focus so much where it's going to be specialized in things that I'm looking for particularly. And these are people of creatures of habit. Like I keep on saying, humans are creatures of habit. Watch what they do. And this is an investment thing, right? I believe that the next trend is actually going down. If you take this measure move. Okay, so like this is what I like to do. I like to take the measure move from a technical standpoint. I take the measure move and I actually go, okay, let me see where I can actually lay this at, right? So if I catch this from the top here or even from this top, like I will run, I can at least run this out to 7 February, 2022, or I may run it out to at least 18 February. Cause I think that's the next monthly contract or go out to March. It may be a little expensive to go out to those levels, but like, okay, like that's 131, right? Look how many people probably is not in this play right about now. You go up to the option chain. If you go out to let's go to 18 February, right? 18 February, we said 131 on the put side. On the put side, that's two dollars and sixty-three cents. If you got 135, right? That's 325. It's nobody here yet. But look where it's at, it's at 180. But look how many people are already starting to load back up, and it's right in this region, right here. They're just waiting. So to me, I like plays like that. When they when they show the range bound, I love plays like that. That's what I meant to say. Range bound. That's what I meant to say. OK, so there we go. That's the play that I think about when it comes to being range bound type of move like that. So I would dot this up because obviously I'm in this place. So obviously I might need to get ready to load up on a put on this play. But that's my thoughts on it. No, no, it's cool on that. I think so. Trend lines are tricky, right? Um, trend lines are what you actually see. So the way that you chart it's based on you the way I chart trend lines just for an essay on where I chart trend lines. Um, let's go to a clean sheet that I may not have done yet. Let's go to like, I probably did a lot of these Microsoft. I don't know. So yeah, look at this. This is Microsoft. So what I see is I start from a trajectory, right? I, I start where like you see where there was a decline and then you saw an uptrend, and that uptrend basically has continued on over time. Right? So, um, easier way of showing you that is doing it like this right uh let's see if it actually um yeah let's come over here when i get this up so let's turn this off give me one second i'll show you i want to get into a clean sheet of paper real quick um yeah it should be that's one that's two so here oh not that one uh so where did it not turn from it didn't change so they be playing me sometimes yeah so it's one and why did it change uh it's really weird so i'll be having oh maybe it's this one that's why because if you don't put it on the right one it don't change all right so let's do this okay so um all right what you'll see here is that um where did it go it did not go where i wanted it to go i want to get a clean sheet of paper that's all i want just one clean sheet of paper all right here we go so check this out this is what the trend line look like to me okay um and i'm gonna show you this real quick um and this thing is now I'm trying to be funny with me give me one second all right maybe that'll stay okay so um, and I need to bring myself down just a bit, right? I know y'all can't see me now. Um, it doesn't even matter. I'll fix that later. But what I do is I just have my no, I can't. I need to go ahead and fix this. Give me one second, let me fix this for y'all. Because I want y'all to be able to see your boy, you know what I mean? And maybe I'm just sitting up too high. All right. So let's do um boom boom, change this window. Oh, vertical. Um, I just I switched a lot of this stuff around. I've actually been playing with my um, fixing my studio. So we, when y'all see me doing stuff like this, I'm doing this on the fly to make this thing work for y'all. So let's do this. Okay, so I think that's good for right here, right? I'm I'm gonna be on here long. All right. So what you'll see here is when I see a trend line, I see basically you have a candles going. All right, or you'll see. Maybe that's maybe that's too, too crazy. Let's do. So over time, candles go. You no, know, obviously like this, right? They make moves, right? But then they start going like this. They get shorter, and then they get longer, or down, and then they go down, right? Well, a trend line is where I look for three points at least, right? And basically, it's this is the trend. You basically want to see. That you have points to keep on coming back to that same trend line So for me what I look at is that you want to take advantage of that obviously um, As I get my screens together here Uh, And we're over here now. Okay, so There we go. All right, so what you'll see here is that you have basically this trend it basically touches this wick And then you see that it eventually comes back here again. That's two points and basically it touched it again three points, then it touched it again four points. And then it's been off to the races ever since, right? But eventually, logic says that it's got to come back down to this trend line eventually. It just hasn't come back yet. So I don't think that your trend lines are wrong. Just know that two points, right? A line has two points. Um a line has two points, right? You're basically a straight line, point here, a point here. People who draw trend lines, they just like to see there's a third point. Right. They like to have all those points there. Just all. I mean, really and truly, that's really what it comes down to. So um, yeah, I think that's what it is, right? So hope that helped. Um yeah, uh, I don't know what Market Cipher is. Any good puts for tomorrow? Um, easy. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really look for puts tomorrow. I guess Moderna. You're going to use <laughs> Moderna as a good put. Uh, let's look at uh, the SPY, right? Um, uh, on the weekly. Spy is down still. Obviously, we're waiting to find out what it's going to do. Um, is lucid because news is out on lucid, right? So, lucid would be a play. I actually think Tesla is a play for 900, nine, nine, 1000. I would take a 1000 put on Tesla. Um, lucid, I think that you can probably see it come back down to 38, 28. I don't think that. I don't think the pain is done in lucid right now with this sec investigation and then um really and truly if you take the long range look on rivian i hate to say it but those who are in rivian right about now you may you may be able to start getting this 90 put and take advantage of it but for tomorrow uh just for tomorrow i don't know because the vix is coming down so to me with the vix coming down that volatility state Unless something happens overnight, I don't really see puts being something I'm a fan of right now. Remember what I think. I think that um, I think that the 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 spy can flip on anybody, uh, really quick. But so you got Boeing travel stock surge, but nope, that's not something I would be wanting. Trunks back under invest. See, that's one. D W A C, that's one I will be looking at. Right, that's all you gotta do is look for some bad news somewhere, man. Look, and then Digital World. Down two percent right now. It's up eight percent in after hours right now, but there's news about an SEC investigation. All, I, all I'm saying is Marcus ain't gonna like that. Marcus ain't gonna like that. I don't know. I don't. That one's a little riskier though. I would be careful with DWAC. You can get burned on that one. Fubo, two hammer candles can be the bounce. Thoughts, man. Y'all coming with that fire tonight? I. Oh, man, we got we got questions good lord! tonight. I appreciate y'all, man. Let's keep this thing going, though. Um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how y'all got, got this energy today. I appreciate y'all, though. Let's see. Football. I'm going to try to get through all of these. Two hammer candles. What, you, what what chart did you see two hammer candles on? Let's see. I guess you call them those the hammers, right? I don't call those hammers. I call, let's see. Okay. Yeah, here could be a reversal. I mean, you these dots here signal that same reversal. The swing is up. Uh stochastics is out. It could be, could be a reversal on the way. I have not yet charted FUBA for some odd reason. um uh, but let's look at it on the weekly. Let's see what we got. Oh yeah, see this breakout is here, right? Uh breakout there. Could we call that a breakout? Uh uptrend then it it never came back down to that level, so I guess that is a breakout. Okay, so this is the trend line I would use for fubo okay I'll fix it in a second folks boom all right, so this is the trend line I would use for the macro level right a macro approach okay and then what I would do I would actually you know map that in with a uh so with a resistance line here okay and then basically what I would do is come over to the daily. And I will look here and I will actually turn on my support and resistance uh, zones for demand and supply zones. Um, and I can use this as support and resistance for what people are actually buying. Okay. And I actually like this one here. Okay. Um, so reversal, if we go back over to that one hour, we check this out again. It's at the bottom of the channel. I mean, what I, would re, what I would really care about is to see if it's going to retest the support line first. If it retests the support line down here, then I would come in. If it starts back to the top, I would start buying them in in, in, in so, um, in, in supply zones, right? Supply zones is basically the next one I would take is a call at $19. And then I'll wait. And then i stair step out to a $20 call. And I'll stair step out to a $21 call. And then I buy the top $23 call. I stair-step it each way all the way through. Um, Answered that already. Um,
4: I can understand that.
0: No problem. No problem. Uh, no problem. I appreciate that. Um, no doubt, no doubt. Charge point. Hit 22 Tuesday or Wednesday. Charge point. Charge point. 22, where we at? We at 2104. I don't know. I don't know. You're going to try to lock me in the box. You're going to come back on here and tell your boy that it was me, that I gave you the wrong news. Tell your reign. Uh, let's listen in on this. Let's listen in on that. I'll come back to uh, charge point.
2: The plan play
6: pays for itself in less than two years at the moment. It's the warm up, not it's even the first just inning. Not even the first Sharif inning.
5: Sharif Suki, real pleasure to see oh, you here at the uh, World on, Petroleum man. Congress. Thank you.
6: Thank you, Brian.
5: So you. hey, Dom Chu. So there you go. He's saying it's not even the first inning, and throwing around some big numbers as the world can pretty much gobble up all the American gas that they can get and probably could use a little more, to be honest. There still is an immense appetite for those particular products. Brian Sullivan, thank you so much. And of course, the Sharif Suki as well. Uh, Let's trade it. Guy Adami, I'll go to you first. We've talked a lot about oil and gas companies and capital discipline, right? Not spending, preserving dividends, wanting to to do-
0: So we'll move on from that. Okay. Um, All right. Um, Let's see. So, uh, Hot boy Mel, your question was charge point. So, charge point, okay. Uh, $22. Do I think it can happen by Tuesday or Wednesday? Um, why, why, why so short? What man, I like these, I don't know about that. Like, um, see, this was the zone that I like playing it in, right? So, now you're talking about this zone here where. here and now you're down to here and you're basically at the top of this right now i don't know about that you might have to watch i mean the support don't get me wrong support is there right now right um let's go over to the 30 because now you're playing this like in a micro look right so in that micro look you're in this downtrend it hasn't broken trend yet it's it's trading sideways off trend so you probably ask, how do i see that right there right um it's basically it's So it came up, it made, uh, it tried to make a top, to go back up and make another move down, but it didn't. So that trend stayed here and it just broke and went sideways. So it's trading sideways right now. I don't know if it's going to $22 by Tuesday or Wednesday. It could. I mean, but it's bouncing off that support level. And to me, that is, this is a demand zone. So they're keeping it, they're keeping it here at this price, but they don't want to see it go above this price. So it could just trade sideways for a couple of days. More right. So I don't know about that. You will have to come back tomorrow and ask me tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen tomorrow. Though. It could how much you go up today? 30 cents and after hours went down 83 cent. So 3.85 is a lot for uh for the price value that charge point is at though. So I will pay attention to it. it. It reversed, like it's trying to reverse, and it did technically it did reverse back up, but then it's getting sideways trading right now, and that's the catalyst is coming back down, so it may find a little pain somewhere, right? So um and on the dailies, the catches is in the basement. So I would have to watch it. I don't know. I don't really see that actually being a right-away thing. It may have more room to go down lower. Because you see, this is the next box here. I think Wall Street is watching this box. They want to see it in this box. It danced in this box. It's been dancing in this box. And now it's in this box. They may want to see it dance down here to, the, to build out a bigger, stronger position. So I will watch that. I will watch it. Um uh, I'll, yeah, okay, we we'll talked about that one. Hey, I appreciate it. Definitely use that join button. Definitely, I appreciate that. Any and every one of y'all use that join button, baby. Come on over and join the team. Um, cool, okay, that was for KO. Got you. Um, I appreciate the uh acknowledgement of good guidance. How do I get those supply zones on? Um, how do I get those supply zones on my trading view? You just hit one button, then you get Christmas lights. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, I can teach you that real quick. So what You do is now this is why I feel like y'all should hit that like button if y'all finding value because I'm uh, I'm out here giving me straight gouge, baby. So um let's do that real quick. So what you'll see here is is, you'll come back over to Trading View and you have this thing up here called indicators, right? Um, uh, let's just get that off the screen. You see here this FX button that's indicators and strategies. If you click this and you go over to built-ins, okay, they have a, a DSI, okay. Dynamic uh, Structure Indicator, right? It has about 3,000 people who's actually using it or whatever. You would click that and it would be actually added. I'm not going to click it, but if you click this and you can add it to your favorites, actually go to your favorites, actually come over here. Actually, it's not in my favorites, so I guess I do need to add it. So DSI, right? You come back over here, you can add it to your favorites, and then you can click it and it actually come up on your screen and you basically turn it off and you can turn it on, right? Whenever you want to. And that's how you do that. That's your boy. You know, that's what I come up with, baby. Um. <laughs> hey, I, pre- <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, that's what this uh Open bounce today. Like a lot of plays that so you think it still has some play to upside for a scout. Uh Let's look at that. Let's look at open. Open door is open. Okay. So, all right. So what we have here uh is you got this channel that it broke that it actually broke down from this was actually was making a good moves you could have played this really well look at this bounce up but up, up boom 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 breakout right this is why I say you always leave a to me I always like to leave a runner cuz you never know that runner may turn into a good run right but then it came back down here made it through the bottom up again like think about this this could have been i think this could have been um 1 2 Three, four, five, six, seven, right? Seven trades, and then it came back down eight, nine, ten. You could have made ten trades off this one play from basically starting here on August 2012. That's my birthday. That's crazy. On August 12th, you could have been making this trade the whole time, and that's ten trades that you could have made, that you could have made good money off of on the upside and the downside. That's why I say 2022, we're going to see a lot of, Ride it up and ride it down. And that's what you're going to see your boy actually making moves on. So we're going to do a lot of that going to 22. Um, but anyway, let's look at this on the, uh, you said it was actually made a move today. Open door. It made a move. Why is this? Oh, because I'm on Hakanashi saying that. Uh, let's do regular candles. Okay. So there we go. Yeah, we got the move up, right? So we got that move here. Um, It's basically at support. You see that? That's kind of crazy that it bounced off the support. Right, so, and it's the demand zone, so Wall Street likes it here, and I like to just you know try to get them as perfect as possible, um, but then you see the dance, right, so that this area right here is what I would look at first, um, and it's actually already back there, so that's good, okay, on the daily, but now your next level that I would look forward to is actually here, but I like here better, right. Cause you got a lot of demand there's a lot of demand and a lot of resistance supply here. So I like the next level that I would look for is here now for your thing. of saying, is it ready to bounce back to upside for a scalp?" What I would do is I would actually play this on a one hour chart or well, I wouldn't play it on the one hour. I'll play it on a 15 minute chart if I was going to scalp it. Okay. And the reason why I would do that is because I want to actually get in and get out. So you see, basically this, it's actually forming like a scallop now, right? So this may be tre- uh, trending back down, and I will play it to the bottom of this re- uh, resistance, 14.68, right? Um, I don't know if I would play it to a reversal because that reversal seemed like it may be over, but I'll play it to the downside, and I'll start with like 14.68, so about 14.50 or so, and then I will only run it for that day. Like anything that I run a put on, I will run it for one day at this point in time with the volatility in the market um but yeah you can play this on the 5 and the 15. i would play it on the on the 15 because i don't want to look at that many candles but um that way three the three uh five minute candles equals one candle so you see this was a scallop this would have been uh this would have been a scallop right here right you would have seen upside 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 right down boom i'm out okay and then i start another one and see how that move it so this move right here is setting up for a move to the upside but i'll watch it so um, okay, another question. Uh, uh this may be the last question I answer right here. I have some other things I need to do, and I still owe y'all a video and I still have homework to do, right? I, I you know, your boy's still in school and it's painful, but you know, I'm getting through it. But I like being here with y'all, so that's why we on here extended. So let's talk about Hakanashis, okay? I like Hakanashis, okay? And I'll tell you the reason why I use them, but I bounce back between them when it comes to candles because the Hakanashis actually am, and someone is going to try to fact check me. Um. And that's fine. I want you to fact check me. I think I'm going to have this right in my head, right? How can Hashi's gauge momentum? Okay. Um, And I'll show you what I mean by it. It gauges the momentum of a stock. The price action is basically taken from the last two, the last two candles. If I'm right, I think I'm right. The last two candles. And then that third candle that's forming is an average of the previous two candles. Okay. Together with the with the price action that's happening. So that last candle is always uh the last two price actions. And the third candle is that new candle is, is formed off of average of those candles, okay? And I could be wrong about it. So look this up. Definitely, definitely, definitely do your own research. Do your own due diligence to understand if I'm actually giving you the right information. And if I'm giving you wrong information, definitely come back and let your boy know. Update him so he can actually be in the know too. But I think that's what it really is. That's what it comes down to. And I can show you that in simple form too, right? So let's look at regular candles. This is our regular candles, okay? So what you see is that you see everything that's actually happening. So basically, originally when candles was actually before candles, that was bars, right? And these bars is how they actually track um, what was going on in the stock market. But then they actually came out with candles, right? You basically get a whole by, a whole candle, it's the body, and in the top is the wick, or the bottom is the wick of a candle. Okay. So basically a candle is upside down, or a candle is upside right, or the candle has two wicks, right? So and it still has the body of the candle. Well, with the Hakanashis. I like the Hakanashis because you see here, right? I use these to actually keep up with there's a gap somewhere. So like here, there's a gap that needed to be filled until the gap got filled here, right? Hakenashis take away the gaps. A lot of people don't use them because they don't like that it takes away the gaps. But look at this price action here, right? I want to show you this so you see it. So this price action here is what you got. Uh, this candle here is, uh, it went up a forty five. Then this this candle here, when it went down a dollar seven, and that candle that went up a dollar thirty, went down a dollar thirty three. You turn on the Hakanashi's. Look at the difference, right? So you see, instead of having that those that green candle at the end, see that green candle, it actually formed it to a red candle. So basically, it signals to me that momentum is is so it's not changing direction yet on um, Tesla at this point in time on the fifteen minute chart. Okay, on each one of these charts is going to be different, obviously, but. You see, like some people would have took this trade here, right? At this at this uh, support. Somebody would have took this trade and made a good move, right? So think about this, right? I'm going to show you this. So from here, okay, say you would have got in on this candle. You would have rode it all the way up to this candle. At least you would have made um, basically from 1021 to 976. That is about what? 40, 45 bucks. Right, forty-five bucks a share. Right on this one move. If you did it on the option play, that's forty-five dollar point move on the option play. Right, all in one day worth of time from four and three hours. Right. Well, I'm gonna leave that here and let's change that candles back here. Right, you would have saw red here. You didn't see no red in the hakanashi's. Right, so that momentum never changed according to the hakanashi's. They made a, it made the candle may have gotten smaller, but the momentum never changed it because it was still to the upside. Right, and it was showing that that price action was still to the upside. It still get to the same point, and then it makes this drop off, and you would have saw that drop off still, and then that red candle would have came in, and you would have been like, okay, well it's time to start selling. So to me, that's why I use them, because it gauges more momentum better than the regular candles to me. And sometimes it's just it's a cleaner look. Like if you're not looking for a gap, and well that's why I, that's why I dash out the gaps um, on my charts. Uh, You'll see uh, like um, Apple, right? Does it have a gap? No, not Apple. One of these stocks has a gap that I was actually watching. Um, hmm, could, maybe, maybe don't. Okay. So anyway, like, let's go back to Tesla just so we keep it clean. Like if I'm actually on this chart, okay. well, Taking off the Hakanashis, I go to the candles. If I was actually gauge a, a chart that had a, uh, a gap in it, I just dash it. So that way I know. So when I go back over to the Hakanashis, I know that that gap was there. So when I started to see it approach that gap, I can actually, you know, Take the hakinotches off, and then basically watch that gap. And then once it fills that gap, move through the gap, and then actually close it back up. Okay, so that's how I do it. That's how I roll with the hakinotches, and that's why I use them. Um, But I hope that answers your question. Okay, fam, you already know what time it is. Your boy went quite long today. We was on here almost. Oh, we over two hours today. So I appreciate y'all for being here. Definitely check out my video. That's going to probably release tonight. I have a couple of videos that I need to get out, but I got one specifically that I want to get out tonight. Um, definitely leave comments on the channel in my post. One more thing I'll do I'll show you that I'm actually, um, uh, I want to show y'all one more thing here, right? Uh, before we get out of here, because I want y'all to see this is because like I told you open that community tab before on YouTube. Um, I want you to see over in my community tab. So like what you do is, what you do, you go over to YouTube, okay? Come to the Craig Houston channel, okay? Come over to the channel. I got the community tab. I got the membership tab, right? You can join the membership tab, and then you can hit the community tab here. You hit that join button. That's how you get in. But that's not what I came over here for. I want to like see here. I'm looking for suggestions, right, for content that you may want to see, right? Um, and then even more, what kind of content would be better for you? Leave me comments down here. I started to see comments starting flooding. I only got one comment so far. So start flooding your boy in with comments on this, so that way, you know, we can start making content heading into 2022 that y'all would benefit from. That yeah, I want to, I want to be here for y'all because I can provide myself value any time of the day from the content I make for myself. But this is about a community, right? This is about a family. So I want to make content that y'all have questions about, concerns about. And we can all dive into these things together. So I hope y'all found value in this. Like I said, definitely hit that like button on your way out the door. I appreciate y'all. Y'all stay safe. Peace.